0: new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, I will be joined by Tyler Kerrigan and Aaron Desjardins. They are both old uh, Navy friends of mine. Uh, Tyler, you guys should already know from past episodes, Um, Aaron is also um, an old Navy friend. We all served together aboard the same submarine, uh, the USS Georgia. Anyway, um, today's episode is basically, um, you get, um, you're getting kind of a glimpse into what life is like, um, aboard, um, a United States Navy sub, Navy submarine. And, um, it's broken into two parts. This week's episode is part one. Next week's will be part two. Um, for part one, this is more, um, a glimpse into not only life aboard a submarine, but more life inside of the military in general. Um, what it's like wh- when you're in and, you know, gives you a little bit of an idea of what you can expect after you get out as well. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Hope you guys enjoy it. No,
1: so yeah. we, def- we definitely deployed a lot. Uh Actually, this Last underway I was just on, I went over a thousand days at sea and it was really depressing once I counted everything out, but a thousand uh, days lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. It had to be because, uh, yeah, a thousand days underway on a submarine, like a thousand wake ups, like a thousand launches, a thousand right. uh, hamster nights, you know, that,
2: that's rough, man. That's over three yeah. years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of that is from the Georgia though. I did yeah. five deployments on that boat.
2: Yeah. You were there for a little extra time though, right? Uh, five years yeah okay so i only did four on the
1: georgia and I also did some extra you know yeah. after did you, know, you go the, for a ride on the florida too no i went on a ride on the tennessee uh tennessee. back in 2014 and then uh, i went on underway with the, the other crew to avoid doing push-ups
2: yeah gotcha um yeah. before i forget i thought that Tyrone said your last name funny when we first started this. He, he did. It's fine. It, <laughs> but it, well, so the, what, the reason I bring that up is it reminded yeah. me, uh, Brittany and I, my wife, um, I know that you guys know that for everyone else listening. <laughs> um, we were watching this movie. It's one of our favorites. It's, uh, called hostels. It's on Netflix. I think, uh, it's a Christian Bale movie where he's like, a not retired, but like, they're not actively fighting the civil war anymore. He's like a civil war captain. who's like out West. And I think they're like trying to di- displace the last of the Native Americans, which is kind of a messed up situation. But it's a really great movie. A so if you get a chance, watch it. Two, there's a character in the movie named Desjardins, uh, and I think it's he's played by Timothy Chalamet, who's a really great young actor. Anyway, he ends up uh, getting shot to death oh, <laughs> by like a Apache yeah. raiding party.
1: Oh, fitting. Yeah, wow.
2: and uh, that's the only other time I feel like I have seen. Not seen because I see that movie or that name in movie credits a lot. That's the only other time I've heard that name used in a film.
1: I mean it's it's kind of ironic though, because in high school I was voted most likely to be shot to death by Apaches. So <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> okay. so I'm for
2: the upper peninsula of Yeah, right. Michigan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you um, know, so actually, anyway. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Uh, no, I was just gonna say actually there's a guy um at the place that I work, um his last he ha- he has that same last name as you actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's, it's a fairly
1: popular French Canadian name, right? So in from what my father has told me, in Canada, it's like Smith. Yeah. Right. But down here it's kind of uncommon. Uh the only other desjardins I ever knew uh, was when I was growing up watching hockey. There was a a player on the Flyers, his name was Eric uh desjardins, and I used to tell people he's my cousin just to kind of mess with him. That's funny. Uh,
2: Everyone always asked me if I was related to Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Something that kind of happened to me personally that hit closer to home. And I realized like, Oh, this is a really weird situation. Uh, My wife's great grandfather passed away during that time. And he was like, definitely like the head of the family. I I know a lot of families have that like dynamic where like one person kind of feels like, like the head figure or whatever, but, um, he was 94 uh, a first generation American off- the boat Sicilian uh he's five foot four carried himself like he was six three just like a big personality um had really like come over here with nothing I mean I think he had like eight or thirteen for some reason those are the two numbers that jump out but like a lot of brothers and sisters uh they were dirt poor and he kind of was able to make it like he married into a family that had like a big business and then started working for that company and then you know made the right moves after that and uh turned out you know fairly wealthy and was able to take care of his family uh for like generations after that so that that was pretty cool but he passed away and the weird part was that like i knew that it was a big deal in the family but i didn't feel that uh the only way that i was able even to you know find out about it was uh i had gotten an email and one of the weird things that they do on on submarines but i think the military in general from talking to a lot of my army buddies uh, they screen your emails to make sure that uh, your wife doesn't email you and say, I'm cheating on you. And I'm, you know, I've taken all your money and we'll never see each other again, right in the middle of a deployment that could be mildly stressful. (laughs) Anyway, my wife and I used to always joke about how you had to be just like kind of dopey and optimistic in your emails. Like you never could really be like specific about how you felt. Right. So anyway, I I got this email and it was just like, you know, um, grandpa passed away. Um, am going up for the funeral. Uh, I think everything's okay. I uh, will talk to you more about it when you get home or something like that. Right. And it was just weird. Cause again, I'm reading something that I know is was like a big deal to like my family personally. Uh, mm-hmm. and you just don't feel it. And, and so, uh, one of the things that definitely happens and, and I feel like it, it kind of has to, is you end up compartmentalizing everything. And sometimes those compartments just get lost. I think on purpose, if I'm being honest with myself, Yeah. um, and so I, I I was talking to my wife the other day and I've been out for four years now, I got out in 2017. And so I'm like pretty far removed from it at this point. But like, it's just, it's funny to think back emotionally about like what, what my train of thoughts were and like the way that I dealt with, with emotions, uh, as a 26 year old, um, or 25 year old kid. That's how it feels. You know what I mean? Like looking back on it now, I'm like, man, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, but you have to take all these things that like are hard that you really probably do need to process and think your way through. And and because no one has time for that yeah. and your life is already going to be like, like not the job, like Aaron said earlier, like the job is easy. It's, it's the, how how would you describe it? It's like the breakup um, between your personal life and, and then this, this job that you have to go do.
1: Someone uh, actually had a great metaphor for this. I forgot who it was about like how the job in the Navy is easy, but like what you have to deal with, that's a difficult part. And it was yeah. like, have you, ever, have you ever had a pancake and you're like, I know how to eat this pancake. It's an easy thing to do, but then they give you frozen butter. That's the metaphor, like trying to spread frozen butter over a pancake. Like eating the pancake itself is easy, but they're not going to make it easy for you to do that.
2: Yeah. yeah it, 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 yeah, uh, it, it's really, it, it's one of those things where, the shakeup between your personal life and like, so, you know, especially if you're married, I feel like honestly, if you're single, I think the Navy or the military in general is, is, it can be really hard because even if you're single, you still have things that you need to deal with, right? Emotionally, you've got things going on at home, whether it's parents or siblings, whatever it is, right? Everybody's got a life. So I don't want to make it sound like single people have it easy, but I think that the transition is probably easier because like, if you're married you know if you have a spouse or whatever it is like you guys probably have like things that you do around the house right <laughs> and so like one of the things that i i do my wife is um five foot two at 100 pounds like she's not a big person so like i don't make her carry in the water right from the grocery store or like take the trash out like those are things that i can handle uh getting things off the top shelf in the kitchen <laughs> uh her life gets a lot more complicated when i'm gone but the weird thing is like when you're gone for six months like our significant others kind of adapt to that life and they get used to doing things a certain way. And then when you come back home, I think it can be hard, A, for you to show back up and be like, hey, I'm your husband or your you know wife or whatever it is, right? It can be hard for, for you to step back into that and having actual responsibilities because in the Navy, your life is so, it, it's so ridiculously easy. Like someone Very comes to wake you up. Exactly. You don't think about anything. If someone comes to wake you up, you go eat your meal, you go stand your watch. When you're done with your watch, you do cleanup. After cleanup, you've got some free time, then you sleep. And then you get up and do it all over again for however long that you're gone. It's not difficult. And in fact, you can be fairly mindless about the actual routine of it. Like the job is a bit more involved, but like the routine is, is ridiculously easy. Anyway, so coming back and having responsibilities can be a little bit weird. And then your wife or your, your, you know, husband or, or whatever, your partner, they might not want to like give up their independence, I guess is like what I'm trying to say, or or maybe not that they don't want to, but it's just that it's weird. Uh, and so it can cause friction um, when they're used to doing life a certain way and then you show back up and now it's got to change again. And if you only deploy once every four years, then that transition's like, okay, like this isn't easy, but like you don't do it often. But when you, you deploy every six months, It feels like by the time you get back used to being married, it's time to go again, and now you've got to transition back into being a sailor, Uh, and and that that was difficult, man. I I felt like when I got out, we started going to therapy. Brittany and I did, and it wasn't like our marriage was on the rocks or anything. Uh, Honestly, our stance on it was like people go practice things that they want to be good at. So you know, if if golf is your hobby, you're going to go to the driving range. You know, if if you like to shoot, you're going to go to the shooting range. You're going to practice the things that like you want to be good at and so we we started going to couples therapy we were like you know what I, I want to be able to do this well and i realized post-military that there was like a lot for me emotionally that i had completely shut down in a way and i think i had to like i think i did that to make coping with military life easier because truthfully i could rattle off several times that happened to me where like i really did have like a concern back home and like from the top down like the boat my chief, my division—like no one cares. They don't have time for it, and I don't even know if it's like a mean thing, but like it just—you got 170 people on board. You don't have time for everyone's shit.
0: You, you know, Tyler, I, I've got to say this real quick. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I found that you know as I was um, you know transitioning out and you know beginning to move on, um, you know. And, you know, like right now with, um, you know, right now with my girlfriend, like, I think she, you know, she's, she's mentioned to me before that she kind of notices um, certain things. And I've been out for over two years now, and I still, there are still certain things that I do where I kind of make my, I almost don't even know that I'm doing it, but I kind of make my life a bit more simplistic and a bit more routine than it really needs to be. Like, um, you know, I tend to focus on like, I'm, um, you know, work, you know, go to work, get, you know, go from work to school, you know, finish school, um, come home, come home and work on my book, um, come home and, you know, work on different stuff, you know, different things, even the podcast and whatnot. And, You know, sometimes I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, breaking from that routine as, as much as, you know, I otherwise could. And now that I'm, I'm aware of it, I'm starting to do that a bit more, but I think that's, that's something that's kind of a constant among many people across, um, you know, whether you're in the navy, the army, the marines, maybe even you know, even the Air Force and Coast Guard, but my um, man says even the Air Force.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well <I> mean, <laughs> they're not staying in their luxury hotels and eating good food.
0: But like, you know. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I mean yeah. and and and
2: that's I feel like um I would even you know, extend that out to um maybe just high, high stress environments, right? Like uh, surgeons, I imagine they are, are, are similar. Like when they're on, they have to be so on that it might be hard to like turn it off sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a coping me- mechanism, like routines. So you have a routine. So like your normal day to day stuff is like muscle memory at that point. And that's, it's almost like subconsciously you're doing that, because of like the random stuff that gets thrown your way that really stresses you out. Like those unexpected stressors, like when you have muscle memory of a certain routine you do every single day that like when those unexpected stressors happen, you can kind of catch them in the air, and tackle them really quick. And I think that's like the whole mindset of the military of, because anything can happen. Like we all have been underway, literally anything can happen.
2: Yeah. I have a good right. story about that for later, for later on in this podcast. when we talk about getting to your command.
0: Sounds good to me.
2: Uh, remind me of that, but yeah, I, I, you're hundred percent correct, man. It, it's, it's definitely a coping me- mechanism and it, 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 it's as much as like the military organization likes to talk about how much they care about their people at the end of the day, the mission comes first and that even if you don't want it to ends up, it ends up happening to you personally too. So like, I would love to be able to have told my wife during my military service that she came first, but truthfully she couldn't. It, it it wasn't possible.
1: Um, the, the thing I've learned in the last, I've been on the submarine that goes out to sea for the last like seven years. One thing I've learned is that they they'll say they care about you and that they might even actually mean it when they say it, but they don't have time to do that. Like
0: they're no, they getting don't. drilled
1: up from above them. And then they're the person above them is getting drilled out from above them. And like, that's so much weight that there's no way they can handle trying to care about you as well.
2: Yeah yeah i i agree i just like I, I specifically remember on the georgia right like there were times when, when it'd be something that's like not very important so like we were doing something called a fast cruise ride right? and for everyone listening what that essentially means is like we'd be home like in the u.s with the boat tied up to the pier and it's like a practice run for like getting underway and so basically they would have people come out the whole ship would go down there and it, you have to pretend that you're gone right so even though you might be five minutes from your house for however long that we're doing this fast cruise uh, like you can't go home. And I remember during a fast cruise, like we had gotten into a car accident or something like that, like a couple of days before that happened. And I, I want to say it was like a bunch of stuff with the insurance company and then medical. And it was a lot, like it was a lot of stuff to try and handle before we left. Cause we were supposed to be leaving fairly soon. And uh, I remember going to talk to my chief at the time and being like, Hey, like, I, look, I know that we're doing the fast cruise and all that, but like, I really need to like, if it's possible after my watch, like I need to go home so I can help like take care of some of this stuff. And it just, it was not going to happen. Like he <laughs> never, never considered it. It was just like, no, we're underway. Like, yep. No, we're not. Yeah. That's the pier. My house is four minutes <laughs> that way. Don't bullshit me. You know what I mean? But nope, we're underway. Was the answer that I got.
0: Yep. No, we're underway right now. Oh, and I, I
2: okay. honestly like, that's so frustrating because I felt like they're asking me to be delusional. You know what I mean? Like we're not underway. <laughs> Stop. I know what you're doing. It's training. I get it. We do this all the time, but like I have something that's actually going on in my life. I need to take care of. And it's like, nope, we're underway.
0: All right. And that is it for today's episode. Um, As I said earlier, uh, this is part one of um, a two-parter dealing with life aboard a naval submarine. The next part will be much more specific to experiences we had aboard the submarine you know as I said this episode was a little more a little more broad next week's episode will be much more specific and um, it'll have some very interesting stories as well so if you if you like to laugh you'll probably like um, next week's episode um, quite a bit anyway that's pretty much it um, if you enjoyed the uh, episode Feel free to, um, feel free to give it a rating. Subscribe. You know the drill. Have a great, um, have a great day. Have a great week, everybody.